Blog Talk Radio. The podcast is brought to you by hcgbodyforlife.com and colinwatson.tv. You're listening to HCG Body Talk on Blog Talk Radio, where we discuss how to achieve the health and body of your dreams one day at a time with HCG Body for Life. How to stay semper fit, fit for life. Please welcome your host, international HCG diet coach, author, and creator of HCG Body for Life, Colin F. Watson. HCG Body for Life, for the body of your life. If you like the information found in these podcasts, please share them on Facebook, Twitter, or your favorite social media site so others can enjoy them as well. Hey guys, this is Colin Watson coming to you live from Hermosa Beach, California, and I have with me my special guest, Miss KJ Landis, also known as Kimberly Landis, author of Superior Self and one of my past coaching clients. I'm so proud of her. And uh, if you don't, Kimberly's been on my show a couple of times, um, a few times actually, and brought some really great content. And, I, and she finally, you know, uh, published her book, Superior Self, Reaching Superior Health and Superior. At, at, Superior Health for Superior Self. I love the name, by the way. I was also fortunate enough to be asked to write the forward to her book, which I was really proud to do that. And just, you know, it's, 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 not, it's not very often the guy gets to, you know, be in the coaching space, come across somebody um, and helps them, and they have kindred spirits, they have a lot in common, and they and, and the only thing they ask, I ask, is to pay it forward, and not only do they pay it forward, they pay it forward in such a big way that they actually write a book helping other people get a superior life and a superior self. So I want to introduce you to Miss KJ Landis. Um one of the, the that she's one of my favorite people and I call her the one the new the new diet expert. <laughs> and we're gonna talk about a new health and wellness approach and how old meets new. Um we're gonna talk about actually writing the book and, and, and what that was like. We're gonna talk about New Year's resolutions and how we both feel about that. And then we're gonna get into some of uh Kimberly's methodologies about not only getting in shape and staying in shape for the for for life, but her unique outlook on how to go about doing that. So welcome, Kimberly. Thank you so much. Yes, I am here. Happy New Year, everybody, on Blog Talk Radio and HCG Body for Life. First of all, I want to tell you just a little bit about myself and my journey. Um, Almost three years ago now, um, I had a personal, like, midlife crisis but I didn't buy a fancy car. I put money down on a liposuction. And I told my husband, you know, on a Valentine's Day, you need to pick the kids up from school because I'm getting a liposuction. I put the down payment down. And he got very upset and saying, you have to learn how to reestablish healthy eating, not you know, jog for five hours and then eat for five hours. And he was right. And I searched on that doctor's website because I already put the payment down on uh, other options that she had than surgery, and the HCG came up. So I wasn't sure what it was and how it was going to help me lose weight. So I researched everything I could, and on the Internet, Colin F. Watson kept popping up. So I said, well, let me see if there's a podcast about HCG. And I was walking around Ross Dress for Less, walking in circles, listening to Colin F. Watson's first show. And I listened to every 
single show in chronological order so I would understand his personal journey and where he came from. And um, after seven weeks of listening, I decided to go on HCG, but I did not follow the original protocol. I wanted to follow a current modern program that would have the correct amounts of protein, fat, carbohydrates, and water that we humans need right now in order to lose the weight. Um, After I lost the weight, I kept writing Colin because I was making all these amazing discoveries and doing research and going to scientist lectures and listening to podcasts and getting books out of the library, how to maintain my weight. Because I was, you know, after phase three and phase four, I was kind of scared to eat. I was like, well, what if I gain a few pounds the next day or the next week? What's going to happen to me? Nothing's going to happen to me if you know and have science and knowledge behind you. So that's my journey of how I lost weight and I've kept it off. And now I'm coaching other people. And my husband said after I was on Colin's show a few times, he's like, you cannot let that shoebox of notes stand under the bed. I'm like, what? He's like, "You, you have to write a book. I said, what do you mean? I just learned how to type. I'm finally on Facebook. Almost, you know, I'll be 50 this year, and I finally got on Facebook a year ago, and I learned how to type a year ago. And he's like, you have an obligation to help the world. If people are not savvy and they can't go to YouTube or the blog or your website, you need to have one spot where everything is available. So he pushed me and pushed me, and I started writing a book on October 26, 2013, and it was published October 26 on my birthday, 2014. Nice. That's pretty nice. And that's pretty phenomenal. And I think she's kind of put her, her story in a, in a nutshell, but, I mean, literally, you know, there are people that, that get it, you know, that kind of get the understanding of the protocol, how it works, and what it's, what it's really, that it's an opportunity to change your life and change the way you treat your body and the way you eat. But Kimberly got it better than most. I mean, to the point where, you know, now the, you know, the student became the teacher. And that's why I had her on my show so many times is because, you know, everyone, it's always great to hear someone else's perspective and understanding um, of how to create a lifestyle. And I, I'm, I'm the last thing. I'm the first one to tell you that I'm not the end-all, be-all when it comes to, you know, everything ATG. But I do know that I'm one of the one of the people that that will spend. I spend the most time researching and experimenting and doing the legwork because I want to know the answers and I want to know if I tell somebody something that it's because I've done it or I've experienced it or I walked somebody through it. And Kimberly was very much the same way. And so when she said she was going to write a book, I was, you know, I was the first one to say, hey, you know, you absolutely need to do it. And it just shows you the power, how your power of intention can pay through. Because in really going from a concept to you know to an actual physical book, and this is to get to understand, guys, that writing a book is something that that only a small small piece of the population ever gets to do in their lifetime. Probably because they can't, but very few people do. And you know, for me, you know, the guy with ADD, the, you know, that, that didn't think he was very smart to write a book, and uh, people all people will still remind me that there's there's typo and, and grammatical grammatical errors in my book, which is a signature signature of, of myself. But the point was the fact that I was able to do it um, was a miracle in my life. And so, uh, you know, for Kimberly to go, well, what do you mean? Her husband to go, you know, take those notes from under the bed and make a book out of it. And have it be a physical book that I'm holding in my hand with a beautiful face on it, and that has so much information and power and passion in it, it is a huge accomplishment. So I want to congratulate you for that. So let's talk a little bit about you know you actually getting this book, like getting it from your head to paper 
to paper bat. Let's talk just a little bit about that because I think that uh, I think that, that there's a story there, and I'd like to hear it if you don't mind. Well, yes, of course. Um, you know, I have uh, one of my most anal retentive qualities is that uh, I like to clean and organize, and I like to get everywhere early. So every day I would I would you know go to the dollar store and I'd buy some composition notebooks for a dollar, and I would sit in my car outside my daughter's school, and I'm always there at least 45 minutes early. And every day I took those notes that I had had from your show and from the research I'd done, and I would handwrite the book. Basically, I prayed to God for a few minutes, and I said, God, universe, Buddha, goddess, all that is, would you help me make this clear so that I can help other people? I never said I want to make money. I never said I'm going to be a billionaire. I'm still waitressing. I said I want to help other people, and I want one place where they can get everything and highlight it and take it to the store. And I hand-wrote the book in four months, and after that, um, my daughter and son showed me some kids typing um, websites that were free to teach you how to type. So then I had to learn how to type. And then a magical woman named Nancy Levin gifted me with a Hay House Writers Workshop weekend. And it's a very expensive writer's workshop. And I went to this writer's workshop and I learned everything about how to build your platform, your audience. So I figured out at that workshop that I had to have a blog, I had to have a website, I had to do a YouTube I had to have a Facebook, and I didn't have any of those. So I called in the troops of uh, 9- and 12-year-olds at that time, and I asked them to help me learn how to type, how to build a website. And my cousin, Selena LeBlanc, who also is one of the endorsers who's written a book, I asked uh, her to assist me in building a website because I am very – at that time I was tech-fearful. Not anymore. So after the workshop, I decided to publish with a very expensive company, a division of Hay House called Balboa Press. And basically, they, you know, I I learned how to type and I emailed each chapter to myself because I wrote the whole damn book on my phone. And then (laughs) I emailed each chapter to myself and then I had to learn how to use Word. So Balboa Press said to me, look, we're not going to teach you how to use Word. But we can help you with the design phase. We can, you know, give you guidelines as to the little decorations you want and your back cover and your front cover. We'll take care of all the copyright and the legalities. We'll make it in every e-format. It's also available in hardcover, softcover. And, you know, I got to choose the pictures on my cover and the fonts and the colors, and they worked with me every step of the way but they didn't do it for me, which I thought they would. So they actually right. taught me. So if I want to do it later on without a big company behind me, I can do it by myself. Right. And, you know, the people I've been coaching were kind enough to share their story with me and sign off saying I can share it with other people. And it just made me so happy. You know, my oldest client's 84. And right. now she's 85. And she, her name is Vivian Napierre. She was. I met her in hot yoga. The woman drives, works, owns her home, gardens, and does hot yoga in a 105-degree room. But for some reason, she had diabetes type 2. After meeting with me and coaching her, after two months, her doctor said to her, 
something's wrong with your test. And she goes, what do you mean? <laughs> your blood sugar is 66. It's too low. You went from too high to too low. What are you doing? And she's like, oh, let me introduce you to Kimberly. I <laughs> <laughs> love when that happens. <laughs> so not only do I have anecdotal evidence that not the foods in, in the HCG protocol are good for everybody, but if you're not on HCG, real, whole, live, delicious foods that aren't packaged, processed, and refined works for everybody in reversing diseases and diseases that are connected to obesity. Right. We're going to get into that because we call them one, one ingredient foods. If it has one ingredient, then you, then you know that they're, com- they're completely healthy. Anything more than that, then they're, they're considered processed. But I wanted to get back. I wanted to take you back a second because there's a part of your story I think that I find compelling, and I really would like you to share that because I think people will get the, get the emotional state you were in because you kind of glossed over it. Now, you explained to them that you were a supermodel at one time or a fashion model at one time. And so we're talking about somebody that, you know, looked a certain way, fit in a certain kind of clothes for many, many years, and then woke up one day and found yourself in your, I think your 40s, not looking that way anymore. And that was, that was, that was kind of the trigger for the midlife crisis. Okay. Share a little bit about that, because I think that's really, you know, everyone has a reason, everyone has a story, and I really want them to kind of get where you were actually coming from at the time you started this journey. If you don't mind. Well, I mean, I told everything, but. Uh, that was fine. You I started modeling at age four. I was four years old, and I was a flower girl at every fashion show in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My sister-in-law, my, there's an 18-year difference between my eldest brother and myself, and um, his wife at that time had a fabulous job organizing the fashion shows. So I was always in the fashion shows as a kid. Then when I became a grown-up and met my husband, I started modeling full-time. And I modeled for from age 4 to 35, all over the world, lived in 44 countries. And when I finished modeling, um, you know, I, I wasn't always focusing on the fuel. I was focusing on not eating. I wasn't focusing on fuel for life and fuel for strength and fuel for fitness. I was focusing on how little can I eat and still be alive in order to look good. And I was exercising. So when I got pregnant at 35 and I decided to stop modeling, I had to eat. And I had to eat plenty. And I, you have to eat healthy in order to get large enough to produce a fabulous baby. And after having my two children, little by little, because at that time I was working in a restaurant, a beautiful organic restaurant, delicious food at a hotel. And I, little by little, every year I gained weight. And it was part of the natural progression of humans in America eating the normal standard American diet. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's normal because the foods all have stuff in it that makes you hold on to fat. It's just the way it is. So when I, when I hit 46, um, I run my 14th or 16th marathon, and I kind of finished the marathon, and I was so proud of myself, and I was so achy, my joints hurt. <laughs> And um, I said, well, if if I can't lose weight by the time my daughter turned two and a half, I was going to sign up for this liposuction because for some reason, how can I run 16 marathons and still be 50 pounds overweight? Something and is wrong. And forgive people with visual. You're five, at the time, you're 5'10", and you're a few pounds shy of 200 pounds. 
So we give people the visual. So, yeah, yeah. Your, 183 right? pounds. 183 pounds. Yeah. So a few pounds shy of 200 pounds. I want people to get a real visual. And you're running marathons and you're not losing weight. And this is yeah. this, I, there are people out there that, that can identify with this. Could go. How does anybody? How can anybody run marathons and not lose weight? Right. So that's just to understand you that cardio doesn't always do do the trick, and that you need something. You need some other kind of intervention here. So I wanted them to have a picture of who you, how, who you were then and who you are now. So, because sometimes you have the radio, they can't see you and you see your beautiful face. They can't, you know, th- I don't really think, oh, this girl has just been skinny all the time and had a little bit of, had a little bit of a weight problem. Now, we're talking 50 solid pounds that you had to lose. And, and yeah. because you're tall, because you're tall, you kind of got away with 183 pounds. If you were a few inches shorter, you would look more like a Oompa Loompa than, than just a tall, tall person. So I just wanted to yes. emphasize that, right? So I was very well. I was very much in proportion. I did not. People did not think that I weighed 183 pounds. They were shocked. But one day I went into my doctor's office for a backache, and I came 24 hours in advance. I made a mistake, and the nurse said, "I'll get you in here. Just come on in here and get on the scale." I said, "Oh no, I don't do scales. They scare me." And she said to me, "Honey, I'm getting you in here, and you don't have an appointment. Get on the damn scale." And that's when I saw 183, and tears came down my face. And I said, oh, my God, I can't believe I was modeling all those years at 135, and here I am, 183, and it's two and a half years after my daughter was born. So it's plenty of time to lose the baby weight. I was doing something wrong. And that wrong was eating the wrong foods all the time, whole wheat, healthy grains, whole wheat pasta, oatmeal, all that kind of stuff that I didn't know that holds on to your body fat was making me larger and inflamed. And the inflammation just means you gain everything. You gain the water weight and your body holds on to fat. Right. So, so you I became chapter, really Chapter 2, what you call it, you say the truth. And I love just, I just love the title of the truth. Why don't you talk about the truth as you, as you, reference, is, as you reference it in the book. After my research, I found out that the truth is that our foods in the United States are specifically manufactured to make us crave more of it. It's highly palatable. The more any grain is ground down, the higher the glycemic index and the more flavor it produces and it makes it addictive. Human beings naturally are addicted to carbohydrates and sugar because we nurse on our mother's breast. That's so sweet. I don't know if you've ever had the chance to taste mother's milk, but of course nurse, so I was able to taste my own mother's milk, and I was like, this is nasty sweet. It's worse than high fructose corn syrup. I can't believe babies (laughs) like this stuff. But that sets us up as a human species to survive as a human species. Right. So the truth is, All the manufactured, refined, packaged food companies know this. So they put sugar or high fructose corn syrup or carbohydrates that turn into sugar in the body. They specifically have hired doctors, lawyers, scientists, food specialists to make these foods taste amazing. And it's not your fault then when you go for the second small bag of Lay's potato chips, when you go for the second box of Oreos, that's the way it's designed. It's not your fault. Exactly. 
So bottom, I mean, almost everything you eat that's, that is packaged in one way or the other is designed to be, to make you a junkie. And bottom line is is that we've been we've created a society of junkies, and it's you know apart from the ACG flushing you know, you know allowing your your body to release stored fat and access that those fat stores. It's also detoxing the body and, and, and allowing the body to actually, you know, come out of hyperdrive from all the sugar and the chemicals and the hormones. And it's one reason why it, eats so, it works so well. And that's why a, a diet full of fruits and vegetables and, 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 and one-ingredient foods post-ATG, and you're going to talk about your, your, your theories about that, is really one of the, the keys to, to maintaining a fit, lean body. And Kimmel and I were talking briefly before you guys came on the show live how I had surgery on my uh, shoulder and I had not been able to work out for seven weeks, which was the longest period of time that I could remember not being able to exercise and really do anything. Um, I, I think I sneaked back into yoga a couple of classes a, a week early um, because I just I wanted to detox and sweat out all the chemicals and, and the, the you know the pain pills and all that crap that was in my system during the recovery. And... How you know, how I you know I kind of posted my first workout in in seven weeks and 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 realized that my body had pretty much stayed relatively lean and it's because it was my diet because I was eating real whole foods um, not any refined sugars and I didn't want to be one of those guys that that had an injury and came you know came out of an injury six weeks or four weeks or eight weeks later fat. Um, and so just goes to show you that, you know, really it's, you know, 90% diet and 10% exercise when it's, when it, when it comes to keeping your body lean and healthy. So I just wanted to touch on that. I also wanted you to touch on, um, KJ is, you know, you have a, you have a nine step formula, right? That works for anybody either on with the ACG protocol or without, if they, if it's something that, that, that doesn't, you know, they don't want to move in that direction per se. Talk a little bit about that. What do you call that? You call that, try to take my bookmark out. Um, page 97, I yeah, call it the Sheer Self Guide to Wellness from Within. So yes, I know that everybody is willing or financially willing or commitment or able to um, take HCG under the tongue or in the injection form, or maybe they're just really lean and fit already and they just want to make some lifestyle changes. So the plan that I have for my tribe, my community, is all the foods that we eat on HCG, but what if you would ease into it slowly? What if you're not on HCG? What if you're already looking fabulous, but you just want to have optimum health and anti-cancer properties? So I call it Superior Self's Guide to Wellness from Within, and these are the workshops that I teach all over the Bay Area because not everybody is fat. Not everybody is obese. Not everybody has uh, degenerative or chronic conditions caused by obesity, but they just want to get to a place even more healthy than they are right now. So the first week is week one, increase water to a gallon a day. And that I got from Colin F. Watson. Thank you, mentor coach. (laughs) And this is why. Water consumption lubricates your entire body from the inside, and it keeps you flushing out the toxins. It makes your joints less achy. It makes you look younger. And it will help you realize when you're truly hungry and you're not truly hungry. So if you don't want to do it week by week, I can say increase it to month by month. It's your journey. It's your promise to yourself. So instead of New Year's resolutions, I suggest that we do New Year's promises. Think about the word resolution. 
It comes from the word re, which means to do again and again and again, and solve, mm-hmm. which means to create a solution to a problem. Why so, would you want to do something over and over and over again, repeating the solution if you've already done it the first time? So I shifted my energy to making people have New Year's promises. And there's there's no um, there's not a limit on the time that you have to do the superior self guide to wellness from within. If you want to do it one week at a time, or if you want to do it one month at a time, or maybe it will take you six or seven weeks, or maybe three months just to get your gallon of water a day. So step one is increase your water to a gallon of water a day, and you can make it fun by adding herbs or fruits or vegetables to your water as long as you get your water in. Yeah, and I'll and I'll push uh, additive because I'm not a person that can sip on a bottle of water and it's just like after you know hot yoga. I can have a bottle of de- a bottle on my desk and it'll it'll be three quarters of the, the way full all day long. So what I have to literally do for me to get the water in, I have to go up to my reverse osmosis and I have a basically a ten ounce glass of water. I fill it up and I down it and I come back downstairs and I do it every hour. Just one cup of water, a glass of water every hour, and by the time I go to bed. I've had 120 plus ounces of water, and I get my water in. That's the only way I can do it. So some people can carry around a jug and empty it. I'm not I'm one of those people who can't. So if you're a person that says you're not a water person or you can't drink the water, figure out a way to just take it in baby steps and small steps. But get at the end of the day, you want to know that you accomplished it and try to do it evenly. Don't don't front load it or end load it. Which means don't pile all your water at the end of the night because then you'll be up all night peeing. You want to get it throughout the day. So that's my trick of doing it. So just wanted to add that in. All right. So week two. KJ, That's a great trick. Week, week two or step two is give up all wheat products or gluten-containing products and still drink your gallon of water a day. My program adds one step to the previous step. Now, you could take a week or you could take a month or however long it takes for you to give up all wheat products because gluten and wheat, gluten means glue in Latin, means things stick together. So, if you eat gluten-containing products, not only is it inflammatory and cause your nose to stuff up and your stomach to puff out and your skin to be soft and puffy, but it also causes weight gain and it causes you to have glue, glue, the stuff that sticks to your ribs. It's harder for you to go to the restroom. And some people get terrible stomach aches if you have a sensitivity or an allergy. So week two, give up all wheat products. So that means all those packaged, processed snack foods that aren't really food, but they're kind of like, I call them food wannabes, (laughs) Mm -hmm. give up that. And that's my my second wheat. And, you know, wheat is one of the highest crops that are used in GMO farming practices. It's got the highest percentage of allergies, too. Yes. When I gave up wheat, I noticed that the hairs on my chinny-chin-chin that women get in their 40s and 50s, they went away. And now, I mean, I have a mole that's permanent that I've had since I was three years old. But besides that mole, I'm plucking the hair out of that mole. All my other hairs went away because there's so much genetically modified organisms in wheat products that it was causing my hormones to whack out. And I had dark hairs here and there coming out of different parts of my chin. And most women do during premenopause or menopause. So I found right. that not only did I feel better and be leaner because I wasn't puffy, but also the feminine hormones weren't being altered by the wheat products. So when you give up the wheat, you have a, a, a shift in your energy, you have a shift in your sleep, 
and aches, pains, gas, and bloating fade away. Yep. And I know it's it's highly addictive. You told me that that was your nemesis, was bread products. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's really something that I completely stay away from, and I treat myself once in a while. But most of the time, Jay and I go, I would say 98% of the time, Jay and I go to a restaurant, we tell them, don't even bring the bread to the table. We don't even want to look at it. don't even want to see it. Um, Because I know myself, one piece is not going to happen. I'll have a bite, and that'll be the end of it. So you kind of have to know what your kryptonite is. And choose when and when not to have it around. And so, um, you know, the other day we went to, went to a burger place. Um, what that place called? And, and, and we had, uh, and they had gluten-free buns. And I was like, all right, well, I'll have a gluten-free bun on my bed, this, on my on my burger this time. And it was great. So, you know, I, I choose, pick and choose my poison. But go ahead. I think that's, that, and you guys, this is like baby stuff. I love how she stacks these. So if you if you look at the whole list, you'd be overwhelmed. But the point is that you can either you can move as quickly or as slowly as you as you want. And, and our subconscious mind looks for reasons for, to to congratulate us and say yes. So literally, just getting getting to a gallon a day of water is going to change your body tremendously and change the way you feel. That alone, if you just did that for the for the whole of 2015, that would be something that would change the way you look and feel. Period. Now we're going to keep adding baby steps on top on top of that, but ultimately to get to a really your superior self, right? So just so you know, don't get overwhelmed by the list. Just know that you can do it in baby steps. Go ahead, Kim. Yes, yes, baby steps count. You know, it's um, my son went paleo last year, and during December of this year, he kind of he's a teenager. He just turned fourteen, so he told me, "Mom, mom, I really want you to coach me on." the wellness from within guide and I want you to help me and push me and I said okay but you know I'm I'm kind of like a gentle general I'm a little bit pushy I'm a little bit nice I'm gonna make you ask yourself the hard questions why you do these things why 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 and you know he was totally into it he's like I need you to be hard on me I was like okay (laughs) so he's actually and he's following these steps because it's ultimately going to give him the best healthy teenagehood that he can in high school you need that brain power absolutely absolutely so week three is give up all grains and you're still drinking your gallon of water a day so grains and grain products if you would go in the forest and you would find or a field and you would find some oats or wheat berries or quinoa or millet or amaranth or rice you can't just eat those out of the field immediately like you can a berry or a spinach leaf. So in order for that grain to become edible by humans, it's highly, highly processed. Even though it's wholly healthy grains, as our government tells us, it's a highly processed food. So all the same things that gluten can do to us, all grains can do to us if we have them in consumption, overconsumption. And again, they're highly palatable. They're easy to overconsume. I don't think that right now I'm focusing personally on the calories, but there's a certain point in everybody's day where their bodies are done, but because of the highly delicious and addictive qualities in grain products, all grain products, it's hard for us to stop. So week three, I suggest, Give up all grains and grain products and still drink your gallon of water a day. So this gives you more energy because you're going to be having more leafy green non-starchy vegetables and more delicious uh, grass-fed, pastured, or wild-caught protein. Right. And it won't mess up your uh, blood sugar levels. Right. 
So week four, I have reduced your fruits to one to two times a day, always keeping the previous changes. So fruits in their natural form have a lot of fiber and a lot of goodness. And they also have enzymes and they have sun, right? The sun comes down and ripens the fruit and makes them the colors that they are, and we should eat every color of the rainbow. But fruits today are seven times more sweet than 100 years ago, and it's because of our wonderful farming practices. When our scientific agricultural farmers are aware that we love our sugar because we nursed on our mother's breast for thousands of years and humans are addicted to sugar, why not make these fruits that are good for you even sweeter? So therefore, we can't stop eating. How many times have I sat down with a bag of cherries and not had a handful, which is one serving, but I've had 20 handfuls and finished the ba- the whole bag? Mm-hmm. And, and that kind of goes with... Insulin. And that goes the same with fruit juices. People don't realize that you drink a glass of orange juice, it takes 10 to 12 oranges to to fill up a glass of orange juice. Your body was not designed to process 10 oranges in one day, much less in one setting. So if you have multiple glasses of juice, apple juice, you know, cranberry juice, none of you have to understand that your body was not created to process that much of that one good thing, no matter how good for you it is. And so that's the problem when you start drinking your calories and drinking and taking your fruit juices. They're supposed to be good for you, but not into the quantities in which we in which we take them. So, you know, eating one or two fruits a day is what the body can actually process. The pancreas can process because it's not so good. You're not overloading the body with sugar. So I just wanted to add that because people don't think about fruit juices. They think, oh, it's orange juice. It's healthy. No, it's, it's too much. Yes, they do. And, in fact, yeah. um, in Chapter 8, when I had frequently asked questions, People ask me, well, I thought even if I juice my own fruit juices, isn't it healthy? And I said, the high amount of concentration of the fruit going into the bloodstream is way higher than the fruit because of the pulp and the fiber. And, in fact, even if it says not from concentrate, there is a silo that holds all the fruit juices fresh from the tree, not from concentrate, for up to a year before it's put in those uh, cartons. And in order, because the sediment slips to the bottom of the silo and the watery fruit juice slips to the top of the silo, in order to make this fresh, not from concentrate orange juice taste like orange juice again, they add the sugars from orange juice. So they they isolate the sugars from the orange juice and re-add it, and they hyper-extend the sugars in the orange juice so they can continue to say it's not from concentrate. But they're adding fruit sugars to the the juice in order to make it taste like orange juice again. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And and they're (laughs) easily allowed to say not from concentrate on the carton. Yeah. We'll get on a whole other topic of the food, food industry, that's for sure. So week five, I want, to keep, I want to keep our time moving, so there's time for Q&A at the end, so I want to keep us on time. So let's move week five we're at. Is that the same thing? Week five, reduce the fruits to one to two servings a week. Once you get over those cravings, then you can slightly reduce it even more. And like I said, you can change it to a month if you don't want a week. You can always change it to per month. And the lowest glycemic fruits happen to be strawberries, <laughs> Grapefruit, <laughs> apple, sour apple. raspberries, 
and the most sour apples. So right. when when I discovered all these things in my program, it keeps referring back to the HCG protocol and the food that Colin has guided us to eat on the HCG Body for Life. So if you don't want to do the HCG, this is a slower method, and it will help you become more healthy, optimal, and it will feed your cells at the very center of every cell so that you can be smarter and more creative and live longer. And, and, so, and, and let's add this because I don't I, – I, let's add it real quick because I don't want to forget that you have so many people that finish your protocol successfully, and then they kind of go into their phase four of life, and they don't know what to do. And just, I, don't want you, I want you to really realize how powerful the information that KJ just handed you. You have to look at, look at, look at it as a nine-week process post-ATG protocol. So you got the body of your life. You're feeling great. You look great in the mirror. And what happens to a lot of people, they get life in the way, and they start just going back to what they, they, what they know because now they don't have a day-to-day guide on what to do. Simply implement one or all of these into your lifestyle because now you're right, you're right, you're coming right out of of this lifestyle anyway. But just think about okay, I'm gonna keep my gallon of water. That's something I'm gonna keep doing, and then I'm gonna you know I'm gonna keep doing just my instead of having two two or three fruits a day, I'm gonna have two or three. I'm gonna have I'm gonna just go to two a day, and then you slowly just take these these nine steps, which we'll get through all of them. But literally, it is really she just handed you the key to maintaining your body weight. Post ATG, simple and a very simple point. And I just realized it, Kim, as you were going through this, because I realized it's, it's so laid out, it's almost exactly how the protocol is, but it's in a simple way. And I think that's why I wrote in, your, in the preface that you made the thing so simple. So I just wanted to point this out. You people, you buy this book and you follow these nine steps and just do that alone, and I, I promise you that you will not have to re- redo this protocol over and over and over and over again. So anyway, didn't want to interrupt. I didn't want to forget that. Go ahead. That's exactly, that's exactly what I did after the program of the HCG Body for Life. I was afraid to eat, so I started researching and researching and researching. And then I was like, well, what if I did this, 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 and this? And that way I won't feel like I'm failing. I won't feel like I'm um, you know, people around you are always waiting for you to gain all the weight back, and here it is close to three years, and I haven't. And then they start saying, okay, you lost the weight. Okay, now it's almost three years. So I, I know you're in this, like, for real now. <laughs> right. Can you help me? <laughs> right. And I'm like, yeah, and this is the way to do it afterwards. You're absolutely right. Um, week six, change your oils to only healthy fat that I mentioned earlier in Chapter 4. So first of all, I want to tell you that oil and food in its most natural form is always going to be most helpful for your body and your longevity and your brain power. For example, eating a handful of olives is always going to be more healthful for your body than eating olive oil. Right. Eating milk, drinking milk straight from the cow, raw, will always be more healthy than having raw, unpasteurized butter. Eating a piece of coconut will always be more healthful and give you longevity more than coconut oil. That's raw, unrefined. But because we are humans in the modern age and we want to cook, we should have healthy fat. So minimally processed foods, it provides energy for hours. And it makes you, we like that creamy mouthfeel if you like, you know, the ice cream. So Mm -hmm. I always say raw milk cheese, raw unpasteurized butter, um, raw nut butters, raw nuts, avocados, coconut, 
I know that Colin, you love avocados, don't you? Oh, love avocados. Love not in our house. There's a state. There's 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 staples. Staples are raw. Usually, usually, usually it's raw, like raw cheddar cheese or or some sort of raw cheese. Um, we have raw nuts that we soak. Jenny soak soaks the nuts, so they are they actually sprouted nuts and avocado. So I mean, that is like almost in every meal or every snack of the day. One or all three of those are going to be a part of my snacks. And you guys will see if you, if you look me on follow me on Facebook, I post my snacks and stuff, and you'll see I have like a I have a plate of raw cheese, a handful a handful of walnuts, and then I'll have them cut up apple, and that's my that's my snack for the day, and, and, and usually mid afternoon snack. I love it, it's like one of my things. So yeah, absolutely. It, and, and the raw cheese we got from you. I, you, I remember you telling us about it. I don't know a year ago or so. And, yeah. and we went from regular cheddar cheese or whatever to raw cheddar cheese, and I never looked back because I love it. So thank you for that. You're welcome for that. And, you know, Parmesan cheese from Italy, the one that's in the large block, whether it says raw or not, by law in Italy, they must milk the cow at midnight on the full moon, and it must be um, made into cheese and aged raw at least two years. So when you're buying the... Whole Foods or Trader Joe's Parmigiano Reggiano in the large block, whether it says it's raw or not, that's the law in Italy. So you don't have to spend a lot of money on raw cheeses like in the old days. Right. And when I want to talk about raw fats, when you're changing your oils, people are like, well, what are bad oils? I did a health and wellness workshop at the Hilton all summer. And I was so glad that one of the chefs was vulnerable. He's cooking in culinary for 33 years, and he asked me, KJ, what are healthy fats? I said, don't you cook every day in the kitchen at the Hilton? Aren't you aware of what healthy fats are? He says, no, we just learned how to cook with oil, but we don't know what are the healthy oils. Unhealthy oils are oils that are highly processed, like trans fats, like Crisco, soybean oil, peanut oil, um, rapeseed oil, which is called canola oil, safflower oil. So all of these fats that are saturated or polyunsaturated that are made from seeds, cottonseed oil, that are not minimally processed, they make your body hold on to fats. If you eat the healthy oils, like Raw milk cheese, raw butter, coconut oil, avocado oil, raw macadamia oil, avocado oil. Not only do these have a higher smoke point and olive oil, it gives you the opportunity to whatever greens or meats that you're eating with those oils, those micronutrients, all your vitamins, minerals, live enzymes, and phytochemicals from the veggies will be absorbed into the bloodstream much faster. And you'll find an energy surge, and you'll find you get yourself getting smarter, literally. Love it. Week seven. Week seven is no more added sugar in any form. That means honey, agave, or date sugar. These should be treats. And you can buy the Lohangao, which is a commercial brand of the Chinese monk fruit called Lakanto. Or xyla, which is xylitol, which comes from a birch tree. They're at health food stores or online. Because even if it says agave or date sugar, it's highly, highly glycemic. So therefore, it'll spike your blood insulin and make you crave more within an hour or two. So there are certain things that won't spike your craving. So for me, it's more about the craving than the calories. In our body, 
in your entire body, Dr. Eric Westman, who is a very, very well-respected scientist in the ketogenic community, eating a high-fat, healthy, whole foods diet in order to maintain longevity and recovery from chronic diseases, he spoke about there's only five grams of sugar floating around in your bloodstream at any one time. So the entire body, (coughs) excuse me, has a teaspoon of sugar floating around. So if you eat more than that, your body has no choice but to turn it into fat. That's right. And sugar substitutes, personally, if you can handle stevia, go for it. I can't handle stevia. (laughs) It still has a funny, funny, bitter aftertaste for me personally. Yeah, that's my go-to stuff. (laughs) But there's a lot of people that just can't deal with it. I I can't. Have you found a brand? Somebody told me, um, Stephanie Pearson, who is a ketogenic person, she's on the ketogenic diet. Um, she told me that she found a brand of stevia that has no bitter aftertaste. I can't remember the name of it, but what brand do you use? I want to say it's, I want to say it's now, now brand. I don't know. I'm looking at the box all the time. I actually, I have no, I can't tell you that if I can see the box in my head, but I can't tell you what's on it. But, um, um, if you know, like for me, for me, I, I don't taste the aftertaste so much, but I know that it, that to me, mine particularly, it's, it kind of smells like, like uh, I always tell Janie, it smells like Parmesan cheese and tastes sweet. It's weird, but it kind of has this, it, it kind of just has a, a different smell than I would expect it to have. But we even went as far as getting like the raw stevia plant and had it, it was ground up into a powder and, and, and put that into my green shakes. But it had that chlorophyll t- smell to it or taste to it that, that was hard for me to get past. And so that, that was worse to me than the aftertaste from stevia uh, personally. But as sweeteners goes, it's, it's the one that for right now, goes in into goes with my body but i've also noticed that for me it because there's the jury still not out on stevia you know i you know our society is one of those things that everything's great for you and also 10 years later the whole story changes i've already just started to cut back on the amount of stevia that i take in because like any sweetener you know if you start off with one pack was too sweet and all of a sudden now it's three packs you need three packs so I just noticed that with any sweetener, you, just, you eventually start to your your palate starts to get you know lessened to where you need more of it. And when I started noticing myself needing more of it, I started cutting back because that to me that to me is a sign that it's getting out of control. So um, that's it. And I, and I still I still use raw honey. I'm still a raw honey guy. I, I, agree, I agree with the agave. Um, it's funny how they made that diabetic friendly, but it still spikes the hell out of uh, your blood sugar. So I you know I did the same thing. I did research on what was the highest highest glycemic um, sugars out there, and like date sugar and agave were in the top ten. Um, yeah. So, you know, I was like, wow. So I, I get you on that. I agree with you on that, on that one. All right, week well, eight. Well, you know, yeah. I'm curious as to what's going to be next for the sweetener community. Um, I stopped having sweeteners in my coffee, and so did my husband, and now we don't want it and we don't crave it. So it's the same thing with the the breast milk, right? Once a child gets off of breast milk, they say don't give the child fruit. Give the child vegetables first so they get used to the savory flavors. So it's the same thing right. as grown-ups when you're getting off of the sugar wheel. <laughs> right. So yeah, I have to eight, my copy, so that's it. But, yeah. yeah. Week eight, week purchase eight. raw dairy and pastured eggs if you regularly consume them. So raw dairy means that the animal didn't pasteurize and homogenize the lactose 
so it doesn't turn lactose, for people that are lactose intolerant, once you pasteurize and homogenize, the milk is actually lactase when it's raw and it turns into lactose. When it's pastured eggs, means that the chicken never ate any grains its entire life. Because at Trader Joe's, they'll say cage-free or vegetarian diet. If you're feeding, you know, the chicken corn and wheat grains and barley, those are all grains. And so the eggs will also give you an inflammation as if you had a piece of bread. So once you're off the gluten, why would I eat any animal that ate gluten? Right. (laughs) And that sounds simple. That sounds simple, but people do not think about that. No one really, yeah, I wouldn't say no one, but most people don't think about that. They don't think, well, if the chicken ate the grain, then I'm actually eating the grain too from the chicken egg. I mean, they think that they go, so I don't get, I don't, I'm gluten free. In that sense, you're not if you're eating animals that also eat grains or eat gluten. So that's a very big, I think it's an important point that slips by people that, you know, unconsciously. So I'm glad you brought it out. When you're eating an animal, you're not just eating the animal, you're eating what the animal ate. Hence the hormones, antibiotics, and all the other stuff that's being injected into the animal. When you're pregnant with a child, you're actually passing on your grandmother's habits to that child. So your grandmother's eating habits are what's passing on to the child. So if your grandmother, my mom's 87, she smoked cigarettes and drank martinis while she was pregnant with all five. (laughs) But her mother was from Russia. So she had an extremely green, healthy, real food diet. So I got my health from my grandmother. Nice. And that's one thing. It, it always goes down a few generations. So the fetus is not just receiving your stuff. The fetus has a cellular memory of your ancestor's stuff. That's true. And I was, reading, I was reading, a, a, reading a book, and they said that, that <laughs> most of us get our genetics from our mothers, not from our not from our fathers. So, you know, if, you, if your father, like I, I was always thinking, my father had my father had um, diabetes and high blood pressure and um, eventually had, you know, heart attack and kidney failure from diabetes. My mother had heart disease um, and high blood pressure for a short period of time. So all these years I was worried about getting diabetes, and and I did end up knocking on the door of type 2, but my blood sugar has, like, been phenomenal ever since then. I'm like, how did I I miss that bullet? Well, you know what? Ironically, I got my genetics from my mother, not my father. So it's like I was forcing diabetes on my body just by how, how I was treating my body. It wasn't necessarily genetically disposed to it, if that makes any sense. So I just wanted to add that. Exactly. Yeah. And it skips a generation. Was your grandmother yeah. a healthy woman? On my mother's side, she was a strong, healthy woman. On my father's side, she had diabetes and she had diabetes. Mm-hmm. So you probably inherited your grandmother's side. Yes, my mother's side. Yeah, so it's just, it's just interesting because I thought you know, I didn't know that that's, that that's how it went down the chain. So it was interesting. You sparked that thought when you said you got it from your grandmother. I was like, well, most of us get our our genetic our health genetics from our mothers or grandmothers. So I thought it was yeah. interesting note. Food for thought. All right, week nine. Week nine. Give up beans and legumes. So I'm not saying all the time, but this is our shift, 100% commitment made with small shifts, as little or as long as you desire, because it's your promise to yourself. It's not a resolution, and nobody is going to judge you. 
Beans and legumes are always in the television ads told, um, this is a very heart-healthy product and very good and high-protein, and it will help you last long. But most people who eat beans and legumes immediately begin farting within an hour afterwards. And the reason being is that the outside of the seed, the endosperm, is meant to protect that species so that it's not picked and pulled, so that it can be planted in the ground and create the next generation. So that hard exterior typically is what's causing you the gas. And beans and legumes, although they do have protein, they're 30% protein and 70% starch. So if you don't soak them for a very long time, at least 24 hours, you don't have the chance to get rid of the gaseous properties and you don't get the chance to eliminate some of the starch. Right. So it's it's highly processed, just like uh, wheat germ or oatmeal. So for me... So you should soak and, soak and smash them if you don't want yeah. to have the gas in the Yeah. Yeah. If you're and it doesn't them. mean you're that you don't hold on to it. Right. Right. It's still a starch. So just notice that if you're doing a, a right. kick-ass workout at the gym and you're pumping iron and you're also doing cardio and you're racing your kids and you want to finish the day... Have your beans, but make sure you've soaked them for at least 24 hours and smashed them before you cook them for a couple hours. But then how much of that protein is actually bioavailable to the body? That means how much can your body absorb the protein from the beans? Not that much. So just know for me, that's like a treat. It's like having cereal, having a treat. And and just guys realize if you look at you, 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 if you look at the overall list you go man get rid of beans get rid of my bread get rid of my this get rid of that but ultimately it's like it's not forever and I think that's where people have the hardest time making shifts in life and small changes because they jump all the way into the future and go I can never have a bean again I can never have bread again it's just for today guys and that's the motto in Jane I live by it's just for today you know what for you know, if an addict wants to you know they sober, they say, well, you know, if he thinks about never having a drink or a drug or whatever again for the rest of their life, it seems like a very daunting task. And that's why they created this, you know, just for the day. Just, you know, don't worry about anything but just this minute, this second, this hour, this day. So let's think about this journey you're on. And think of it at your nine-week post-HCG journey. And you're literally just baby-stepping your way through it. And you're going to adopt whatever you want, you know, one or all of these things. But the point is that any, just by doing one of them is going to make it easier for you to maintain the body of your life or maintain your superior self. And if you quietly just put all of them together, it's not forever. It's just for whenever you choose. And occasionally you can have these things and your body won't respond to them as, as dramatically as having them all the time. Just wanted to add that in there. I, I still have my treats. You know, all of December, um, I had my liquor on Mondays and Tuesdays. Um, I did have um, some Indian puri with butter that was not grass-fed. You know, um, I, I did have carbohydrates and sugars here and there. So I know that it's my 80-20 or my 90-10. Right. You know, right. party like a rock star when you can because you know you're going to recover without suffering or beating yourself up. And that's, to me, the point of superior self is – once you have accomplished something personally, how can you create a tribe and a support system while on your journey and not people that want to derail you? And then you'll find out who fades away and who stays in your close circle of friends. 
And, and I wanted to say, you know, you said that you know people saw you, they waited for you, they originally waited for you to gain the weight back, and then after a year or two years, and all of a sudden three years, they're looking at you like, well, hey, maybe she really got this thing, right? This is how life is, guys. Our circle of influence are waiting for us to repeat the same things we did in the past. Oh, you know, yeah, she's going to lose the weight, but guess what? She'll gain it back in three months or six months or a year because she always does. When you shift and, and you actually do something different and your behavior is different, all of a sudden the people around you go, wait a minute, maybe they have something. And all of a sudden they, they come on, they start copying what you want, what you want what you what you're doing so there's always somebody leading and eventually somebody follows so if you st- are steadfast in your in your goal to stay lean and healthy your circle of influence will come on board but guess what it always looks good looks better to feels be- feels better to be you and your lean and healthy body and having the other person look at you and go well how is she doing that they eventually want what you want so they want to do what you do if as long as you stay stay on course Everyone in your circle of influence either either dissipate, like Kim said, they will leave, or they will follow, and you will soon be surrounded by the people you want to feel like, act like, be like, and that's that's what your circle of influence will look like you, and that's what you want. So I mean, it's 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 really a, a given. If you stay steadfast, the rest will follow. And there's going to come a point in your life where you won't be focused on food all the time. You'll be focused on life, creativity joy, helping others, learning, self-education, reaching out, donating your time, energy, money towards the things that really matter because you have this food thing under control. And to me, that's what superior self is. It's beyond, once you've got the food stuff down, then you're, you're feeding your soul, you're feeding your circle, you're feeding your life, you're feeding um, the, the generations to come, and how, how can you influence others and others influence you to do the stuff you really want to do with your life? Right, and I, and I call it eat to live instead of living to eat. So, for, you know, bottom line is, is that, you know, food is, is you know, nutrients, is sustenance, um, and it can be pleasurable, and the point is, is that you know, you, you, my goal shifted from you know living to eat and having having everything and and ten of everything and all of everything, versus just learning how just to eat to live and and how food tastes so much better and everything. I mean, literally, it's, I see myself sitting down at the table. I'm like, oh my god, this is so good. And it's not something that's processed or something at the restaurant that you know they they you know sugar coated. I mean, literally, my wife would put something on the table and just throw it together. And just because of what she's eliminating from it, and just because it's just real food, and just putting her minor seasoning or whatever it touches, I'm like, man, this is so good. And it's because my taste buds are alive. And, and this is what happens when you go through the protocol. I mean, I I I see it a thousand times. Usually within about a week, a week or two of being on a protocol, people go, "Man, the food tastes so good! Like, why is it? How come it never tasted this good before? Because your your palate's starting to come back alive again instead of being, you know, covered with all this crap from the sugars and the chemicals and the processed food." So, um, I, I just I, I love I love food and I love the fact that it tastes good and I love the fact that I feel good after I eat it. And that's the bottom line. If you don't feel good after you have a meal, some that, that that's that's your body telling you something. Yeah, I want you to um, add. I remember. Wait, sorry. I I remember that you told me a couple years ago that you were going to do the very last HCG protocol, and that was it. And then later on, you did more experimenting with the HCG protocol, and I think that I did it because I wanted to experiment because you were experimenting. So I want to know 
<laughs> what have you discovered? You know, you sh- you you did it for yourself because you have a commitment to helping others. But I want you to yeah. explain why you did the HCG protocol after you already were lean and fit. What was your journey and what was your purpose behind it? Doing it again. You know, that's a great question. That is a great question. And I got to be honest, honest with you. You know, for me, it's like when I when I, when I hear people. You know, find you know, I have, you know that dichotomy where I have some people that go, "This is the easiest thing in the world I've ever done," and I have the other people going, "It's just not. It's hard for me. It's not working for me." I'm obsessed with trying to make it easier or better at, for for everyone to get it, and and, it's, and sometimes the obsession gets a little out of out of control. So, and also for me, I, I'm, I'm looking for it, it. Will it work for athletes? Will it work for this? Because I'm, I, I believe that this thing is, is like is like the biggest miracle that that's ever come in my life, and I still think it's a hidden miracle that doesn't get the credit that it needs. So for me, I have people go, "Well, I'm an athlete. I'm training. I'm not fat. That's not my problem. But I do need to drop from 11% body fat to 7% body fat. Can I use this protocol to do that?" And then for me to answer that question, and not on theory. I have to go, you know what, I'll let you know. And therefore, I, I go and I'll test it and see, will I get fatigued? Will I lose muscle mass? You know, will it work for sub, you know, 20% males or females? And so it's always, you know, my my quest is always that thing where, you know what, it is trying to solve a problem for the masses. And then for me, I really believe, and this is my belief system, I believe that it is a, it is the best detox um, that anyone can do. So instead of telling somebody to go do a lemonade diet for 10 days, I will do it once a year, do a 21-day detox, just in case that my lifestyle kind of, it's not about weight, it's about did I start consuming a little bit more sugar than, than, than I normally did? Am I, getting, am I getting to the point where I'm on the outer edge of what I think is tolerable? So I'll go once a year and do a, de- a detox and do it. So I realized I did my thing. My thing was I'm never going to do it again to solve a weight problem, mm-hmm. and that was that was my that my thing in the sand. But I also I wanted to do it again because I wanted to experiment. I wanted to see, for example, I did my most recent experiment that I did for 21 days was could I dine out and successfully lose 21 pounds in 21 days, which I didn't have 21 pounds to lose. So I, I lost 17, I think 16 pounds in 21 days. Um, obviously gaining some weight loading, but I wanted to see if I could eat out and go to restaurants and modify my meals to protocol requirement and try and basically the goal is to, is to control the, 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 the chef and the waiter to not put stuff on the food and would it work because I have so many people that travel or can't make their meals at home every day and have to have the choice eating out. So for me, my, my experiments are really driven by me trying to continue to solve a problem for another group of people that this may work for. Does that make sense? Yes, and I also uh, did it last year uh, in the same vein, just to use my friend, just for shits and giggles, to see if I could help somebody that wanted to do it vegan, wanted to do it juicing, wanted to do it dairy-free, wanted to do it nut-free, wanted to do it meat-free. So I said, well, you know, I'll do this with you and we'll see what happens, but you have to tell me what you're eating every day. You have to text me three times a day. When you're feeling craving, you have to call me. And are you getting your gallon of water in? And are you taking your, you know, cayenne and pepper and carnitine before you go to bed? And it's it's amazing uh, 
if you use it as a detox program, you can do it along with any other health protocol. And not for, even if you don't reduce your calories to 550 to 750 because you're not losing right. weight, but you can even use it as your bodybuilding. I just read on bodybuilding forums and anabolic steroid forums, because I keep researching, bodybuilders are using HCD after All they've the done the mass gain. In order to do their cutting phase, and they're not reducing to 750, but they are using super clean and no fat for three weeks before competition. Yeah, and that's been a lot of my client. I've, I've now picked up, you know, instead of having the my client be the overweight person that needs to lose 20, 100, you know, 100, 200 to 20 pounds, it's now been the you know, the, the, the training athlete that uh, you know I'm a I'm a competitive um, speed bike racer and I need to get I need to cut weight in order to be in my my class or I'm a bodybuilder and I need to use a cutting phase in order for me to drop without me having to bulk up and then starve myself eating chicken and chicken and brown rice every day for the next 6 weeks. And so that's when I realized that there's a there's there's a there's a clientele out there for this protocol but it has to be modified for different people of different levels. And so the athlete has been the form the area which I've been moving into is is creating a protocol for athletes and bringing a protocol the one that we want for fat loss. So I think this guy and and, and of course post you know post steroid users they they need to use ATG to help their gonads start to reactivate again because they go dormant from using um, testosterone um, replacement at such high level. So there's a place for the ATG protocol in in different areas of of of, of life. Uh, and for me, I want to be the guy that that has physically done it. And tell you that it works or doesn't work, and I've had experiments that have failed miserably, and I and I and I that's it, and I realize okay that that doesn't need to be done. So when someone goes, hey, can I do this? I go, no, you can't because it won't work. And I go, you know why? Because I've done it, and that's the guy right. I want to be. That's my goal. My goal is to be the guy that I I know the answer because I physically have done it, and and you know, and uh, and, and it can tell you with a straight face, yes, it'll work or no, it won't. And there's nothing more powerful or seductive than confidence, and I exude that because I know for a fact that I'm, what I'm saying. Is something that I've lived, and so that's why yeah. I do all the experiments I do. So, can you um, share with everybody your journey? For I, I just got a few emails about a workout program that you're developing for January, February, March. I'm um, actually a challenge. My challenge for the workout. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing actually yeah. Doing a challenge. Yeah, you know what, guys? You know, I'm glad you mentioned that. And I also want to make sure we have some time for Q&A if people want to talk to you and ask you some questions. So let me be real brief, and then we'll open the lines and see if people want to talk. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, originally, you know, I wanted to do my, my first live event, and I wanted to do it at the end of the year, and then I realized that came too fast. And I said at the beginning of the year, and I realized, you know, February, people are right now coming out of the holidays, and for them to really kind of get themselves in the shape that they want to be in, um, and and to be willing to sh- come and show up on stage and share their story and feel confident and sexy and lean, they would need more time to do that. And I also wanted to, to put together a challenge, um, and also get people who have skin in the game. And this wasn't a typical challenge. Or, you know, I want I was going to put up some real cash prizes, something get, get dangle the carrot, but also get people into a, a complete workout. You know, nutrition plan. And and I, what I love about having this conversation with you. KJ, because the nutrition plan wasn't exclu- wasn't exclusive of following the HD protocol. It was either we have a nutrition plan that's very similar to what you're talking about here. That's for people who don't want to don't want to follow the HD protocol plan, but also want to lose weight and get in shape. And those who want to follow the follow the plan and have a, have basically a contest or um, a challenge, um, but basically a six week challenge to get people to 
get them off their couch and get them in the game and so they can get by their life and then have our first live event in either the end of April or May so I could not only announce the winners, um, have them be on stage and show their before and afters, but also bring all those people together um, along with other past clients to kind of share their story because I think that you know, people like you. You've been, you have a book now. You're gonna, you know, you, your 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 story. You've been on my show, you know, several times. People are starting to get to know your story, if they and especially in the Bay Area, they know you, they know your story. But there's people out there that have had some amazing transformations, and they get some kudos from their neighbors or their family, their friends, and maybe they do or they don't. But I, I just want, I wonder, what would it feel like for you to be just Jill, mom or dad? who's lost a ton of weight and finally took control of your life and be able to stand on a stage and tell, tell them where you came from and that journey that you had to do, how, you know, what it took you to get there and have a hundred people just look at you and stand up and give you an applause. What a powerful moment would that be for just the person that doesn't ever, that, that's, not, that's not something that's going to happen in their lifetime on a normal basis. I want to be able to facilitate that space for whoever wants to be able to be in that space. And so if that thought will motivate you to finally step up and go, you know what, this is going to be it this time. This, this is not going to be a half-assed, you know, I'm not going to go out of it halfway. I'm going to go it all out. I'm going to go for the gusto. Hey, great, I get to win a prize. I also get to be on stage. I get to be honored and, and acknowledged. That may be enough for that one person to get up off the couch and do what they need to do. So that was the reason why we were putting together the challenge. Um, and it's not going to be, it, you know, I, I have it to where it's, it's, you're going to have to suit up or show up. And it's not just for who has the best, who loses the most weight or has the best six pack. It's based on points and percentages of weight loss. So a person that's, a man that's 200 pounds that loses 20 pounds, or a woman that's 100 pounds and loses, you know, and loses 10, they're both equal as far as weight loss is concerned, as far as percentage is concerned, but you're going to get points for your participation, points for sharing on Facebook, points for, you know, um, um, uh, you know, referring other people to the process of changing their life. I mean, there's going to be points for, for all different aspects. So at the end of the day, it's going to be the person, you know, points for doing your workout, points for, you know, for, you know, completing your water, for the, you're doing your gallon of water a day. I mean, there's going to be points where we're going to have you tracking the system. And basically at the end of the day, the person who wins is the person who, who put in the most work, not the one who necessarily lost the most weight. Does that make sense? Right. That's beautiful. So everybody has equal yeah. Maybe yeah, I because you know it's always about to join the challenge. It's always well, you know they always <laughs> make it about who's got the best six pack, and, and and guess what? Not everybody wants a six pack. Everybody, you know, I want a six pack. That's my dream. That's not every person's dream. So to judge a winner based on the fact of who got most ripped, um, but yet they were you know antisocial and they didn't talk to anybody, they didn't share anybody, they didn't help anybody, they didn't pay it forward. Um, that narcissistic approach won't necessarily pay off. In the scheme of things, so you know, I'm putting right. it out there. And my thing is, we have to have the minimum people to participate. I'm putting it out there as, as something that I'm open to doing. We have it laid out, ready for you to go. If you're in, you're in. You're not, you're not. Um, and I'm not attached to it one way or the other. So you know, if we hit right. the minimum minimum participants, we go. It's a go. If we don't, I move on to something else because life is busy. Man, I got a lot of things going on. So, um, but I thank you for mentioning that because I would have probably forgot to plug that. And emails are going out, guys. So if you're on my list. I mean, if you're on my newsletter list or if you're on my regular email list, we're sending out emails, talking about the challenge, giving you a button that you can sign up for it. You are going to have to put some skin in the game. It's not free. Uh, and the reason for that, because you know what? You need to have an intention. 
You need to you need to go. I'm doing this seriously for 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 real. Um, and and the fact that a lot of work and a lot of information is coming out of this. So um, you know, like I said, you're in, you're not, you're not. I want to give people KJ an opportunity, guys. If you've been on my show before, um, you may know the drill. If you press one on your phone. That puts your hand up and lets me know you have a question for KJ. We have about 18 minutes left of the show. Um, Jay and I are flying out to Miami tonight, so I, I got after this, I got a couple hours to get everything, you know, ready to go and house set up to get out of here. Um, but I wanted to make sure I got this show as my first show of the year and to have my special guest KJ Landis. So if you have a question, press one on your phone. That puts your hand up. I'll open the line, say your name, say what city you're calling from, and go ahead and ask the question. And try and limit it to maybe one or two because I want to get as many people in as we can. So as they start to light up, I'm going to because we don't, you know, I don't have a, a second announcer here. I'm going to say the prefix of your your first three digits of your telephone number and your pre your prefix and your first three digits of your phone number. Recognize that number. That means you're on the air. So seven seven five four one zero. You're on the air. Seven seven five four one zero is your first three digits of your telephone. Yes. Hey, how you doing? Good. Who's this? Good, good. My name is Dean. Calling from Reno, Nevada. Um, I first want to thank you for all the work you've put into the HCG diet and sharing it with everybody the way you do. Um, you, I'll get right to my question. Um, I'm just started. This is the second time I'm doing HCG. Had great results the first time around. Um, this time I'm doing it again. And uh, my question is: is I, I, since I started the HCG the second time, it's only been a week now uh, on my actual. Phase two, uh, sleeping has been really difficult, and I'm just wondering what advice you might have to help with sleeping um, from your experiences. That's good, then. Do you want to take that, Kim, or you want me to take that? Oh, um, I would be happy to take it. So when I was on HCG, because your stomach is less full than normal, but you're not lacking in any nutrition, your body is just getting used to the fact that you're not full to sleep. So I would highly suggest chamomile tea before going to bed or sublingual cherry-flavored melatonin from GNC. And you take the melatonin, you put it under your tongue, and it dissolves naturally. And within 20 minutes, you're able to restfully sleep. And it's not like a hangover or like a sleeping pill because your brain naturally has melatonin in it, and this just gives you more of what your brain has to let you know it's time to go to sleep. Great answer. Yeah. Dean, I would say, though, for, for me, I had to take the melatonin almost an hour before I was going to go to bed for me for it to actually work because I, I have challenges sometimes sleeping, too. So it all tests to see how it works for you. But uh, and, and usually I had to take two, you know, let's say if it said take two, I had to take three. That's just for me. So just don't give up on it early. You know, try it a couple different doses, a couple different times. But it does work really well. So I, I, I agree with you completely on that one, KJ. So do you have another and I have one other question if I could really quick. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I'm kind of like you. Uh, I enjoyed working out, was working out quite a bit. So I, I have strength. I'm just trying to lose the, some body fat. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to stop working out. I know that you kind of recommend that you can do a little bit of both. I guess my question is, is how much of a workout can you really get in uh, while you're on the HCG diet? Uh, that's a great question. And, and uh, if, if you're following our protocol, I've, I've basically I've up, I've up increased the protein intake to – for workouts, and I actually allow for an extra 200 calories in pure protein post-workout to help you build more muscle. I found that for me, as long as I wasn't lifting heavy, because one of my experience was, experiments was going heavy lifting, um, and that just broke me down too much. But I literally could do four miles a day um, and do high-intensity interval training workouts, um, moderate weight, to, moderate to lightweight, but mod- moderate means you know um, not max reps to failure, 
and I had no problem with 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 um, any kind of stalling. And, and actually, it, it helped, I felt great, and I, I got bigger. So I, I'm one of those believers that you can actually, for every 20 pounds of fat you lose, you can put on anywhere from three to five pounds of muscle during the whole phase two and phase three process. So I say, listen to your body. You you work out, listen to you. If you start feeling fatigued or hungry, that means you're doing a little bit too much. Um, but otherwise, your I'm, body I'm a little bit more concerned um, with the stalling weight loss. So um, I think I did this once before, and when I did it in the past, I was working out, and I actually stopped losing weight. And I don't know if that's because I went too heavy or maybe – Right, it's the edema process. I mean, I mean you would think logically that you going too heavy wouldn't cause you to stall, but in the, in my last experience when I was trying to work out, I seemed to have stalled. And it wasn't so much that I was hungry or fatigued, it was just simply my weight loss stopped. Yeah, we have to understand the stalling is, 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 the, is the edema process. So if you're lifting heavy, you're tearing down muscles, it's got to basically surround yourself with water to heal. And that healing process takes, takes anywhere from 24 to 72 hours. So sometimes you'll stall, but then your body will release that weight, you know, two days later. So if you look at average weight loss over that week or that 21 days, whatever it was, you'll know that your averages were still pretty high. So don't let stalls – if you know you're eating the right micronutrients, you have the right protein, which is very important. That's why our protocol trumps any other protocol. If you're doing three and a half ounces across the board, you're already in starvation mode, and you're going to cause stalling within 14 days. If you're not eating the right amount of protein, getting around the right amount of water – um, your body is going to stall. If you are doing that, the workout itself is not causing you to stall. That's temporary water weight for 24, 48 hours, and you move on. If it's beyond that, check your micronutrients, check your protein levels. Perfect, guys. Thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for your time and uh, all the knowledge you've shared with us. And thank you. And I love when guys call in, man, because a lot of guys don't ever call in. So I appreciate you, man, calling in and, and asking questions. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Thank all you. Right. Bye, guys. Next caller, 281-733, you're on the air. State your name, where you're calling from, and who your question is for. That may make it easier for us to move past some time. We've got about 13 minutes. Go ahead. Hi, guys. It's Phyllis call- calling from Houston. Hi, Phyllis. Hi. How are you doing? Happy New Year to everyone. You too. Go ahead. What's your question? Who's My- it for? Uh, it's for Kim. Uh, Kim, I wanted to know, um, when you said that you did the um, – Trials for people who were vegetarians and also people who were uh, vegan. How successful yes. was, was were those? The weight loss was lower, yes. but the energy was sustained. And I found that when you're coming off of it and going into P3, if you increase your fat a little bit higher, you can maintain that weight loss at a stronger level. And in P4 keep the protein higher and the fat higher, and you'll maintain that weight loss easier. And did you work out during that time? I always worked out. I never changed any of my workouts. I always worked out. Remember, I went from three hours a day to five hours a day of working out and gaining 55 pounds in 15 years to working out one hour to two hours a day and losing 50 pounds in 60 days. So I maintain a strong workout ethic because that's what I know. Yeah, okay. and you guys, the workout, that's the thing. You know, I, I was, this is my motto. Whatever you start, you finish. People tend to work out and then stop working out when the results change. You have to, you have to work through the process. So if you're working out, if you begin working out at the beginning of the protocol, as long as you know you're doing everything else right, don't stop your exercise program first. I mean, that's the first thing people throw out. Oh, I'm going to stop working out. I stalled. Stop working out. No. Look at your diet 
first, right? And then look at the, the work. The workouts are not causing the problem as long as you know you're not doing overdoing it. And everyone should know. You know if you're overdoing it if you are literally fatigued or extra hungry. I mean, other than that, if your energy levels are great and you're stalling, it's because of something else is going on. But stick whatever you start. So if you start working out at the beginning, don't stop until you're done. And don't actually don't stop. Period. I mean, people just that's the how you're going to get away back. You get you get in shape. And you go, okay, well, that worked. Now I'm going to stop exercising. I'm going to stop eating right and hope I stay the same weight. It doesn't work that way. So, so just stick what you're doing and you'll and you'll be fine. Let's see if anybody else's okay. hands are up. Thank you, Phyllis. Okay. Do you have another question? Or? Yeah, I also wanted to know, like, if you miss taking your uh, drops because I'm doing the drops, uh, is there? How, what should you do if you miss taking your drops? Are you taking you prescription HCG drops or homeopathic? Uh, uh, from uh, HCG for life, yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, if you skip a if you skip a drop, just yeah, just keep the next day. Go. It's basically a system for seventy two hours, and so ultimately, ideally, you want to keep your blood levels uh, at a at an even keel. So that's why you have you take it twice a day. But if you if you if you, if you, skip, if you skip it for the whole day, or you skip one one dose throughout the day, what did you mean all well, day? Well, like or if one I dose? take one take one in the morning and forget to take the one at night. Yeah, yeah. Then just just the next morning, move on. I, and I tell you guys that when people ask me what's the difference between injections and drops, I would tell them I said other than price and convenience, you know, pretty much nothing. I do believe that I had I had I did them both, and I had better fat loss with the injections. But I I I do a caveat to that because out of the thirty days, I forgot to take my second dose at least seven times. I just would not remember because I wasn't hungry. I didn't think about it. That's why I like the injection because it's once in the morning I never think about it again. So I believe my blood levels dropped off, which means that my numbers may have dropped off. And that's really really only um, honest um, excuse I can give you for why the numbers were different. So, but, you know, just if you skip it, just go back to the next morning and make sure you get it. Don't double dose it because it's not going to do any good at that point. Okay, great. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You're welcome. Great question. Uh, let me close that mic. All right, everybody. Have, you know, we have eight minutes. If you have any questions, and, and usually, undoubtedly, some. If you have, if you have asked a question, push, push one again and put your hand down because for me, the numbers all look the same. So I, I go by the the hand being up to determine if I've answered the question or not. But um, usually, you know, two minutes before we're going to close the show, somebody puts their hand up. Ah, oh, here we go. So seven zero two three seven nine. You're on the air. Hi, Colin. Hi, KJ. It's Bridget from Vegas. Hey, Bridget, how are you? I'm doing good now. I um, had, I'd lost, you know, I've been on the P2 for a while, then I got the flu when I went back to work after my leave of absence. And I within one pound of my P2 weight, but I was only on P3 for two weeks. I'm back on P2. Is that going to be, I mean, I'm thinking that's okay, right? Because I want to still continue losing. Okay. All right. I, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you agree, agree with me, KJ. I think you do. But my thing was, you know, the whole theory about having to be off for six weeks and 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 wait for your body to, you know, kind of deprocess the whole thing and go back on. I just found for me that worked counterproductive to people because they lost their momentum. And that three weeks is plenty of plenty of time to be out off the protocol to go back to P two. Do you agree or disagree, Kim? I agree, and I feel that if you've only been off two weeks and you start to feel cravings within 8 to 10 days, then you can do a one-day mini-load. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I did not 
a load. I just got back on it. I just didn't feel like putting that stuff in my body. So no. I just said, if I have cravings, I, I, I want to take the time to tell you, tell you, because someone, I got an email from someone else who did the same thing. Guys, the, the protocol works 100% of the time if you do it 100%. It doesn't work if you do it 90%. Loading is extremely crucial for your body to be able, for the HG to be able to find your fat reserves. So what you've done basically by not loading, you're, you're basically making it search around for almost 10 days to find your fat reserve, which means you lost a really good 10 days of real good fat loss. So loading is, if you, you know, the whole thing about getting holier than thou and not put that stuff in your body at this point, it's like, it, it's counterproductive because you've got to follow every phase exactly the way it was laid out. Please heed me on this one. Always okay. do the load phase, okay? Always do it. So you don't have to do bad loading, Bridget. You can do good loading. I suggest yeah. that you do bags and bags of macadamia nuts, olive oil, mm-hmm. butter, raw butter, avocados, peanut butter. Yeah. Right. It's about so forcing your body now? to store fat. I'm sorry? Should I do that now, even though I've been on peak uh, two, 500 or, you know, the regular peak? How many days? days two. Oh, yeah. I would, I would definitely load. I would definitely. Okay. Two days is... Yeah, you don't have nothing invested in it. I would definitely load um, and, and you know, take, you know, yeah, I would definitely. Even if it's just a one-day load, it's better than nothing. But going this okay. way, you're going to hit day 10 and go, what the hell happened? I stalled and I can't lose any weight. So oh. you're better, better off backing up just so you can go forward. Okay, thank you very much. Good question, Brett. Thank you. Um, we have 908-348. We got about four minutes. Uh, you're on the air. Nine zero eight three four eight three four. I'm sorry. Nine zero eight three four three. Hello. Hello. Hi, Colin. Hi. Hello. How, how are you? Good. How are you? Hello. What's your name? Good. Yes, we got you. Hey, this is Shani. Okay, great. This is Shani from. Um, I'm actually overseas, but I'm Rizzy from New Jersey. And I just wanted to thank KJ for all the information she's put out. I've listened to all her shows. We're Facebook friends. She's wonderful, and so are you, Colin. I really appreciate all that you guys are putting into this program and helping us having mm-hmm. a body for life. It's been fantastic. Thank you. Thank um, you, Shawnee. Hey, go ahead. Okay, so Did my you have question, a question is a couple. Yes, I do. A um, couple of things. Since I'm overseas, some of the products that, that are available um, in the States are not available here. So I recently sent you, Colin, some pictures of some protein yes. shakes. I thought, thought maybe, you know, I wasn't sure if I was allowed to have that. Um, I also wanted to know um, if there are any other um, uh, fish types that you can offer for, like, people who want to do, like, vegetarian or, like, fish for protein, um, since there's not – the fish choices here are not as – not the same. There's some that are similar, but there's some that aren't um, where, where I live now. So, I mean, but, you know, where you live, don't you have different varieties of white fish? It may not be called the same thing, but other, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, there are. There are different, but I don't know. Like, I know there's just some, like, white fishes that are fattier than others. Right. So, I've been trying to experiment. I think for your purposes, I'd rather you, I'd rather you take any other white fish um, and put that in your protocol over the protein shakes first, because always real food first. 
protein shakes are great, you know, for, for convenience or for emergencies um, or for post-workout uh, nutrients if you're actually exercising um, for the extra 200 calories you need for post-workout. But I always try to find real food. So my suggestion, in case you may have something different, is to it's our time. Is to try ask your ask your your fish guy give me give me all the white fish options I have, and then go obviously you have your shellfish, your lobster, your shrimp, and your scallops, and go with that with your vegetables, and you you probably should do pretty good. Katie, Katie, what do you think? We got two minutes, twenty seconds. I did my entire flesh fish and uh, white seafood, and it was perfectly fine, even white calamari, no issues at all. Yeah. There you go. Okay, great. Yeah. The other thing is, I'm sorry, but where I live, they, they put salt in everything. The water has salt. The bottled water has salt. I found some wow. water that has low sodium. Yeah, and uh-huh. I, I guess from me going home for the holidays and coming back, I've already swollen up. And I'm up to drinking wow. down of water a day. Yeah, I even added chlorophyll to some water. It's parts I drink like 16 ounces with chlorophyll in it. I, I am already swollen just from the salt in the water because it's very hot. So, um any suggestions? No, but are you drinking a gallon of water? Are you sure it's from yes, the water? Yes, I am. Sodium I, in the water? Oh. I, look, I, I'm sure it's a mixture of things. <laughs> I mean, being on a clean ride, but yeah, yeah, I know yeah, that yeah, from, yeah. you know, but just me buying shoes from the United States, coming here, the shoes don't even fit properly because, like, my feet, my feet are swollen. Um, you need to buy parsley put, and cilantro. Parsley and cilantro every day. Diuretics. Okay. Yeah, you're, yep, you're natural Those are natural diuretics. diuretics. Parsley and okay. cilantro. Chop it up and eat it with everything. And I would still drink, I continue to drink a gallon. Of, still continue to get to drink a gallon of water. Your body will eventually process it, and also sweat. Figure out a way to get yourself to sweat. I mean, so if you can walk, exercise, do something, get to sweat. I got sixty seconds, guys. So I'm gonna say goodbye to Kate. Thank right, you. Thank you. Thank you, for your, thank you much, Shawnee, for your thank calling you. in. I appreciate it, guys. Great show, Kimberly. It's always a great show. Did I drop the call? Sorry, you drop the call. Thank you. I'm here. You still hear me? Okay, good. Um, yeah. You know what? As always, you're a wonderful guest. You always have a plethora of knowledge. I want you to, you know, you guys, your book's available on Amazon, right? You can get it on Amazon and bookstores. Amazon.com. Yeah. Superior Yourself. Amazon.com. Superior Yourself. Reaching Superior Health for Superior Yourself. And check out my website, Superior Yourself with KJ Landa. And you have to hear your number 10 on your thing was to also write you with any kind of progress or questions you have. So can they write you from your website as well? Absolutely, K-J-L-I-N-S-F at Hotmail.com or my website. I do a blog and a video weekly and a newsletter, and I have a bunch of events and parties, so please check out all my stuff. Awesome. You're awesome. You're awesome. All right, we're out of time. Thanks so much for being here. Love you bunches. Happy New Year to you, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, guys, for being Safe here. Safe travels. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.